Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday, July the 26th. Our reading this morning is, again, from the Old Testament, but this is a new book for us. It is from the book of Judges, and it's chapter 2, verses 11 through 19. Judges, chapter 2, verses 11 through 19. And years and years ago, perhaps some would say decades ago, when I was in elementary school, the nuns would tell us day in and day out, you're known by the company you keep. You keep good company, you'll become a good person. You keep bad company, you will become a bad person. And you will really disappoint your families. You will disappoint your friends. You'll certainly disappoint God. And you will disappoint yourself because you will not live the life that God intended you to live. And you will not become the kind of person God wants you to become and you are capable of becoming. So choose your friends wisely because as a person is so are their friends, and as their friends are, so they too often become. We used to hear that every single day from the nuns who taught us. And it's good for us to ask ourselves, uh, what kind of company do we keep? What kind of people do we surround ourselves with? What kind of people do we invite into our homes, to our inner circle? What kind of people are our good friends, those whom we confide in, those who influence us, and those whom we influence? And we take stock of so many things. We analyze this and we analyze that particular thing, the food we eat, uh, the various products we buy. When we go to the grocery store, we, we are in label mania. And we check labels and prices, and all kinds of things we take stock of. We see how much do we have, do we have enough of this, uh, do we need more of that. But often we neglect to take stock of one of the most important things, those whom we call our friends. And the reason I bring this up is because from the book of Judges we read this morning that this is true not only of individuals, but also of nations. And the Israelites have entered, as we saw uh, recently, into the promised land under the leadership of Joshua. And they come into a land that's already populated, that the Lord has given to them, but the Lord has made them uh, the dominant power in that particular area. And what happens is, over time, they become influenced. Uh, they become uh, contaminated, if you will, because that's what happens, by the people that surround them. And the Lord becomes very, very displeased and angry with them. And the Israelites, the book of Judges tells us, offended the Lord 
by, deser- by serving false gods. They have abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who led them out of the land of Egypt. They followed the other gods of the various nations around them, and by their worship of these gods, provoked the Lord. And so things began to go badly for Israel. God has not abandoned them. God has kept every single promise God made and more. But it is the Israelites who have become contaminated and have begun to worship false gods. No gods at all. They're dead gods. They don't exist. They're lifeless. It is the one true living God that has brought them out of the land of Egypt, has led them through the desert into this promised land, and all of the things that they enjoy is not because of any of these gods. Uh, In fact, it's the opposite. These gods were useless because they couldn't save the people from the oncoming Israelites under the living God. And in our own time, I think, it is important for us to reflect on the nations of the earth and the people we call allies, the people we call, quote-unquote, friendly nations, as well as hostile nations or adversaries. And we know who they are if we've looked at the news and so on and so forth like that. And um, we have to ask ourselves, What kind of nations have we surrounded ourselves with? Uh, Are we making economic and political deals that are for the economic advantage and for our political and military strength and so on and so forth? And we talk about that as necessary compromises. And in the real world, those kinds of compromises, as long as they don't violate fundamental truths, fundamental morals, um, they're tolerated. Wish it were otherwise, but we don't live in an isolated little island. We live in an interconnected world. That's reality. And so we have to deal. We have to deal with those whom, if we had our choice, we wouldn't. Um, And that's true in our own personal lives. We may have to deal with people whom we really don't care for, We don't like their morals. Uh, We don't like their values. They don't live uh, what we believe to be the way God wants us to live. And so we would like to distance ourselves. But because of circumstance, we can't. We, We just have to do it. And so we make the best, as we say, of a bad situation. (coughs) Pardon me. And so the Israelites find themselves in the midst of these people, but instead of converting them, they are the ones who are being converted and contaminated, and they are led quickly away from their fathers. They have not followed their example of obedience to the commandments. And so the Lord becomes very, very angry. God becomes very disappointed as we would do on a very natural level when we have befriended someone and that person turns on us or that person drops us 
and goes on to someone else because that other person seems to be able to give them more of what they want and we less. We begin to wonder what kind of friendship was that in the beginning, in the first place. And so the company we keep, the company we keep and the company we avoid is very important. Tell me who you friends are and I'll tell you who you are and what you will become, as the nuns used to say. And once upon a time, we know, uh, in the long ago, parents, one of the major, major responsibility of parents was to monitor their children's friends. Whom are you going with? And there were certain children that we were told not to play with because they would lead us astray. There were certain children who could be invited over and we could go over to their house and play and those whom we couldn't. Now today that sounds, oh my goodness, how restrictive, how harsh, how judgmental. Yes, it's very good to be judging. After all, this is the book of Judges. And we do have to be able to know right from wrong, good from evil. Those who will elevate as well as those who will bring us down. And we know that there are people like that. We, we have them in our, in our own experience. And so the ability, the prudence, the good judgment, to be able to analyze character, evaluate character, is a very important skill and blessing that we can impart to the young. It's very important for nations uh, to know whom you can trust and whom you can't, who the ones that are always looking for their own advantage. And <clears throat> our country, the United States, is a special country. We believe it is unique. It's exceptional. We believe that we have a unique relationship with Almighty God from sea to shining sea, that the Lord has blessed us in abundance. In many ways, over the last several decades, we have turned from the Lord. Uh, we have followed the ways of the world in so many ways. In the understanding of marriage, human sexuality, the raising of children, the life issues, abortion and euthanasia. <coughs> Pardon me. All of these things, all of these things certainly have affected our relationship with God and certainly our relationship with others. If we look at society today and we see the trajectory that we're on, it gives us pause to wonder, how do we get back on track? Well, we get back on track by returning to the Lord. And it begins with each and every one of us and it begins in our families the company we keep, how we form our children entrusted to us by God. And those are not harsh, kind of mean and uh, torturous things. They're very caring and loving things. One of the most important things we can do for those whom we love and under our care is loving discipline, the formation of character, so that when they get out into that larger, bigger world, 
where there are so many things out there to tempt us. They are able to know right from wrong, good from evil, whom to associate with and whom to avoid. It's a great blessing and a great gift. And that's a wonderful thing to be able to to give to children, to give to young people, our relatives, those who are entrusted to our care. So the question, <clears throat> the company we keep, who, who, who forms the company we keep, is no small question. So let us today take stock, a few moments to reflect on the company we keep, and hopefully the company we keep is the company that draws us ever closer each day to Almighty God and to one another. God bless you.